Hey, one of those songs that uh, you can't help but uh, sort of sway to. Nod your head, clap your hands, tap on the steering wheel. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing music uh, from our African brother in Ghana. I'm going to try and get the name of the artist for you. It is OD by uh, Kidi. Um, a little bit earlier, we played you a song called Beautiful Place, also straight from Ghana uh, by the artist Kiekieku. And uh, just sampling the best of Ghana is what we're doing today. And we're going to uh, do it in uh, without taste buds this time around, right? We're going to taste some lovely food that is Ghanaian inspired. My mouth is already watering. Uh, you should see the food that's in studio today. Absolutely delectable. As a matter of fact, head on over to our Twitter page at SAFM Radio. Hashtag SAFM Life Happens. We've posted some photos for you. We're joined by uh, Chef Coco from Epicure Restaurant. Um, uh, he is the guilty man responsible for tickling your taste buds today. He's a multi-award winning chef. Uh, chef uh, Coco Reynas is African Epicurean elegance personified. World citizen and son of our soil. His food philosophy always engages with what it means to be African in a global gourmet context. Very important. With a childhood spent at his mother's side in her restaurant in Kinshasa and a formal training at the Ecole, and I know I'm going to butcher this name. <laughs> How do I pronounce it? Hôteliere? Hôtelier. Hôtelier de Nemours. Yeah, that's in it. In Belgium. I have to say it with an accent. So that way it sounds correct in Belgium. So Coco is uniquely qualified to lead the new wave of South African cuisine under his careful stewardship, modern French flair and exquisite African innovation consistently make respectful and uh, compatible culinary companions. Here today to share some Ghanaian-inspired recipes with us. Welcome to the chef or to the show, chef. It's a bit of a tongue twister for me there. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Ayanda. It's really a pleasure for me to be here. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about what you prepared for us. So I, I prepare something which is uh, a little bit controversial in uh, the Ghanaian cuisine. Uh, everybody knows it's now well known the big war going between Ghana and Nigeria about jollof rice. Uh huh. I always love to bring up that story because. Uh, somebody need to show them and tell them time after time that jollof rice does not belong to them, to Ghanaian or Nigerian. Mm -hmm. Jollof rice is Senegalese. So the reason that I brought it here is just because it has become such a important part of their culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody is uh, very proud about their own jollof rice. And I think... Uh, the version for me of uh, Ghanaian, okay, it's more subtle in the in the different layers of flavor and texture that you can find, mm. rather than the Nigerian one. I think that I'm gonna be killed here, <laughs> which is for me too spicy. And okay, when I say yeah. too spicy, it's too hot. <laughs> you can't taste anything. That's the problem. Okay, so there is a variation. It's exactly. a battle yeah. of the jollof rice. Yeah. Okay, and so the one that you've prepared for us today, I gather, is not as spicy as the Nigerian one, as you've mm -hmm. mentioned. You said that there are some slight differences uh, when it comes to the Ghanaian one. So what are the ingredients that you've used there? How did you put it together? So this one, uh, I used uh, plain uh, rice. Mm -hmm. um, I fried some onion, a little bit of uh, jollof spice. Every house 
in Ghana or in Nigeria, in Africa, they have their own jollof spice. So uh, after you finish the war between Ghana and Nigeria, it's between <laughs> the war now with, between my mother and your mother, which one is better? <laughs> so it's a war, it's a never-ending war. Never-ending war. So okay. uh, what I did, I put some um, cayenne pepper, a little bit of uh, smoked uh, uh, paprika, some smoked chili, a little bit of garlic and ginger to create my own jollof spice. And then I fry the rice in, and then I cook the rice with uh, a prone, how can I say, broth? Yes, a, a prone broth, because okay. I knew I wanted to eat it with the, the with prawns. some prawns. Okay. Um, so that's how I cook it, and then I let it uh, cook the rice very, very slowly. And um, the that sauce of cooking, the cooking sauce that uh, I've used, I've also fried the, the prawns in it, so they, you, you know, to con- to have continuation or continuity mm. rather and retain in the flavor, the flavor. Yes, exactly aha uh-huh. yeah. so i like to serve it with the banana pl- uh, banana plantain because it's really one of the biggest staple or starch in uh, in west africa and i like that sweet and sour that it gives mm. okay um to be able to combine it with a little bit of b- plantain in the jollof rice. So tell me, where do we find plantain in South Africa? Are there some shops that we can find? Yes, yes, yeah? yes you can find. Uh, obviously, at the Yeovil Market, you will find them. Mm-hmm. Now you have uh, Food Lovers Market who start having it consistently, which is a big breakthrough. Uh, they have that. They have some cassava as well, uh, which is very good to have those type of uh, ingredients. But you also have some uh, shops, even online shops, like mm-hmm. uh, I think they call urban ethnic markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find them online and they do deliver and they have continuously plantain and other different uh, ingredients from mm. other African countries. And how do you prepare plantain? So plantain, is, uh, as you can see, it is, it's really a banana. It's yeah. big. Um, it's the type of banana that cannot be eaten raw. You have to cook it, mm-hmm. either boiled, uh, roasted, deep fried, um, I wanted to have it deep fried, so mm-hmm. cut so you cut it up like it's uh, like it's fries, like exactly. chips. Yeah, uh-huh. yes. You can. There's so many different ways of yeah. cutting it. So here I've cut it some like small uh, slices of uh-huh. the banana, and then just deep fried, not too hot, uh, the oil because okay. it need to to really cook through, rather than mm-hmm. just quickly caramelize outside and being burned on the outside and, and not undercooked inside. Inside, yeah. Yeah, and so how how many minutes would you advise that we we fry it for? On low heat? On low heat, I would say anything between seven, eight minutes maximum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you're ready. Are there any spices there or it's got enough no, flavoring in and of itself? It's really enough flavor on its own. It, yeah. It, uh, yeah. And that's what you want to get. You want to get that uh, banana flavor that will come ah. so nicely to com- to complement the the jollof rice. I love it. Okay, and then let's come to the prawns because they look absolutely ravishing. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this display here. I almost don't even want to touch it because it's so gorgeous. <laughs> How do you whip them up? How do you put them together? So the prawn, obviously, you devein them, uh-huh. um, cook them in a very hot pan uh, with the jollof spice, mm-hmm. but and very fast. Uh, otherwise, the prawn become too chewy and then... Uh, it's very difficult to to remove it from the skin, mm-hmm. and um, 
Yeah, that's the way I, I like it. I don't like to cook prawn like in a big sauce, which take long to to cook. Mm. I rather have them like quickly cooked and put aside on the plate rather than inside the rice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you've decided not to chop them up and make them part of the jollof rice. Was that intentional? Uh, you have them whole on the sides yeah. as opposed to little bits and pieces of prawn inside the rice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Exactly. So be- because. As I say, I, I like prone to be cooked really uh, fast, okay. not to to simmer for a long time, and mm. otherwise you you I find you lose most of the the flavor of the of the prawns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless what you can do and what I did here, like for example, some of the head uh, prawn head, okay. I cooked it with the rice and then I'll just remove it. Okay, it's just to infuse to give all that flavor that you find in the prawn which is in the head. This looks, it's exquisite, by the way. I Thank don't know you. if I've said it. It's absolutely gorgeous. How long does it take to put this together? Because, you know, time is of the essence. We're coming back home. We're tired. There's so many other things to do. Uh, you want to make something special, something tasty, but something that's not terribly time-consuming. No, I say, I mean, rice, uh, to cook the rice, I would say 15 minutes max. Mm-hmm. Um to add all the ingredients and let them simmer together. Yeah, a maximum of 20 minutes you should have these beautiful um, plates being served to impress all your guests. Oh, just what I like to hear. Anything yeah. under 30 minutes for me is <laughs> no, a deal. No, definitely under 30 It's a minutes. deal. It's definitely, definitely a deal. Let's talk a little bit now about your passion for food and where mm-hmm. it comes from. Tell us a bit about your background. Oh, my passion of foods um, come from very, very long time. I'll, I'll uh-huh. say like some 80 years ago, something like that. And it's really something that I have come to realize that it's not really, not even a passion anymore. It's it's genetic. It's really That's why you're saying gym. 80 years ago. Exactly. Because I'm so thinking... My uh, grandfather, yeah, my I don't look. not great, but <laughs> something tells me you can't be 80. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I don't look that old. No, not at all. So, uh, so my grandfather being a chef, uh, my ah. mother being a chef, and I say professional chef, uh, restaurateur as well, who own their own restaurant. So, there is nothing else I've I've done in my wow. life except being in restaurant area. In I was almost born in my mother's kitchen. Yeah. So. For me, kitchen is really, it came naturally. I tried to, I've tried to avoid, but uh, I couldn't. Yeah, it's like a calling yeah. now, eh? Yeah. The, gen, the, the gene were too strong. I can imagine, I can yeah. imagine. And what was the very first meal you cooked? Can you remember? Were you way too young? Um, no, I think it's, uh, I wanted to impress my mother with pancakes. Uh-huh. And um, I kind of did. I don't know whether it was just because of, Mother love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was seven, eight years old. Sure. Yeah. So at school, we were learning to do uh, some pastries and stuff like that. So that uh, pancake, uh, I really remember it. It was the, the, the first time thing yeah. that I've really cooked. Yeah. yeah. And your passion to then, um, you know, explore food from the continent and sort of merge it with uh, with some European food that, mm. that uh, you know, some, some, some food stuffs that I enjoyed the world over. Where did that sort of uh, channel come in where you say, okay, I'm going to try and differentiate myself from a number of other chefs and uh, this is the avenue that I'll take? Mm. 
I, I really think it's come from education. Uh, I still remember as a as a child, my mother taking us to to different restaurants to yeah. make really make sure that we we try to explore everybody uh, or all over the place in uh, in Africa and maybe. Like for example, when it will be African Day, Independence Day of certain African country, we'll go to eat at the embassy where, where they'll be doing some uh, some events and make sure that we we try um, food from other countries uh-huh. and uh, and traveling. I mean, I made it uh, for a very very long time, um, like a principle that. If I go to to Ghana, for example, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go and eat in the best Italian restaurant. Yeah, you understand. If I go to Ethiopia, I want to taste authentic Ethiopian food. If I go to Kenya, so I've traveled a lot in Africa, and uh, I always had a a dream of uh, having a restaurant which can glorify or put African food to to the top. Mm-hmm. So when I arrived in South Africa. I think the time was not right to start such a difficult venture. Mm. So I've started with a small uh, French restaurant where I'll make sure I have one or two African starter, Mm. one or two African men. Mainly to to show people, um, especially in South Africa, what is available next door or or in other uh, different countries. I love it. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we wrap up this conversation. Don't you go anywhere. Reason to be cheerful. 1 to 3 p.m. Ayanda Ali Payne on SAFM. Well, I'll tell you one reason to be cheerful. Uh, having a really scrumptious meal will definitely put a smile on your face. And I'm just about to do that with a beautiful, beautiful plate in front of me. Uh, absolutely exquisite looking food. And I have no doubt, judging by the smell of it, it just smells divine and then i can see the ingredients are also well put together so i can't wait i'll tell you all about it of course i'm here for you you know i'm not eating it just because i enjoy it no it's part of the job someone's got to do it you know i'm taking one for the team but jeff coco before i let you go very quickly we were talking about ghana and uh, you've prepared a ghanaian inspired meal for us what are some of the typical uh, ghanaian way of ways of putting together food you know are they big on deep frying Uh, are they big on a particular kind of uh, um, I don't know sauce or maybe drink what what are some common trends that you found out about Ghana and their food yeah I would say uh, Ghana in the food in Ghana it, it's mainly uh, stews and soups so you and also they're always uh, tomato based uh, so and then the the rest is just flavoring the different uh, type of fish they will find wherever they are, the different type of uh, ingredient. But mainly, it's really your your big stew and your big uh, um, soups and usually also come with rice. Rice is really a big, big part of uh, Ghanaian uh, food. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why you find most of the, the food in Ghana have almost the same color, orange, red, coming from ah. the tomato. Yeah. Uh-huh. And do you think it would be a big adjustment for the South African palate when you're traveling to Ghana? Um, or you think will fit in seamlessly with some of their food? Will it be a shock when we take a taste or a bite of some Ghanaian food? Um, it, it's completely different. So, okay. yeah, so maybe if you're going to, uh, uh, to Ghana, 
come first at Epicure so you can kind of adjust okay, to okay. before you get there. <laughs> but I, I will say, no, it's not like uh, something uh, completely different, but uh, the cooking ways are very different because, like, as I say, use a lot of soup, stew, tomato, rice, which is not so big in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very quickly before I let you go, where do we find you and how? So uh, my restaurant is uh, in Morningside, uh, number five Lower Road, in the building called uh, Central Square. And we are on the ground floor, so you can find the Epicure. As I say, we do only Pan-African cuisine from uh, West, East, North, Central and Southern Africa, obviously. And uh, yeah, so we look forward to, to have you guys there. Love it. On social media platforms? On social media, it's uh, Epicure underscore uh, restaurant. Uh, that's for Instagram and uh, Facebook. And you can find also underscore Chef Coco underscore for more information. Love it. Love it. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm going to now taste. It's my pleasure. The moment has arrived. And while I do that, let's quickly hear from the little ones. Out of the mouths of babes, what they think about Ghana.